If you're tired of these promos, supporters get the podcast early and ad-free. Just go to donate.bogosity.tv for the links to sign up. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of July 9, 2023. The podcast that takes it to the previous level. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's decolorize the news of the bogus. Starting off with some good news, a federal judge has knocked down the ATF's bogus frame or receiver rule. We covered the start of this case back in September when Federal District Court Judge Reed O'Connor granted a preliminary injunction against the ATF. The ATF, like so many departments in the Biden administration, has been trying to grab extra power for itself and turn law-abiding citizens into criminals by redefining terms and laws beyond what Congress specified. Since only Congress can create or amend laws, this is an unconstitutional violation of separation of powers. The Gun Control Act of 1968 defines a firearm as, quote, A. Any weapon, including a starter gun, which will or is designed to or may readily be converted to expel a projectile by the action of an explosive. B. The frame or receiver of any such weapon. C. Any firearm muffler or firearm silencer. Or D. Any destructive device. And they gave the Attorney General the power to, quote, prescribe only such rules and regulations as are necessary to carry out the provisions of this chapter. Congress didn't define frame or receiver, but that doesn't mean the ATF just gets to make up whatever. Jurisprudence says that, whenever a term isn't defined, the term has what's described as the ordinary public meaning. In other words, the commonly used definition of the term. O'Connor ruled, Rather than merely updating the terminology, ATF decided to regulate partial frames and receivers. Under the new final rule, the terms frame and receiver shall include a partially complete, disassembled, or fully functional frame or receiver, including a frame or receiver parts kit that is designed to or may readily be completed, assembled, restored, or otherwise converted to function as a frame or receiver. And that just didn't pass muster. Quote, Parts that may become receivers are not receivers. Congress carefully defined its terms in the Gun Control Act. Notably, Congress did not cover all weapon parts, only frames and receivers, and only the frames and receivers of any such weapon that Congress described in its primary definition. The final rule amends that definition, adding that the term firearm shall include a weapons parts kit that is designed to or may readily be completed, assembled, restored, or otherwise converted to expel a projectile by the action of an explosive. But that language conflicts with the statute's definition of firearm. As the court previously explained, the issue in this case is whether ATF may properly regulate a component as a frame or receiver even after ATF determines that the component in question is not a frame or receiver. It may not. Logic dictates that a part cannot be both not yet a receiver and a receiver at the same time. Defendants' reliance on that logical contradiction is fatal to their argument. A part that is yet to be completed or converted to function as a frame or receiver 
is not a frame or receiver. ATF's declaration that a component is a frame or receiver does not make it so if, at the time of evaluation, the component does not yet accord with the ordinary public meaning of those terms. In sum, the Gun Control Act's precise wording demands precise application. Congress could have described a firearm as any combination of parts that would produce a weapon that could fire a projectile. It used that language elsewhere in the definition. Congress could have described a firearm as any part designed to be a part of a weapon. It used that language, too. Congress could have described a firearm as a set of parts that may be readily assembled into a weapon, as it did for destructive device. Congress could have written all those things, and the very definition of firearm demonstrates that Congress knew the words that would accomplish those ends. But Congress did not regulate firearm parts as such, let alone aggregations of parts that are designed to or may readily be completed, assembled, restored, or otherwise converted to expel a projectile by the action of an explosive. Accordingly, the final rules attempt to regulate weapon parts kits lacks statutory support. Defendants contend that drawing such a distinction will produce the absurd result whereby a person lawfully prohibited from possessing a firearm can obtain the necessary components and, given advances in technology, self-manufacture a firearm with relative ease and efficiency. Even if it is true that such an interpretation creates loopholes that, as a policy matter, should be avoided, it is not the role of the judiciary to correct them. That is up to Congress. And until Congress enacts a different statute, the court is bound to enforce the law as written. Because the final rule purports to regulate both firearm components that are not yet a frame or receiver, and aggregations of weapons parts not otherwise subject to its statutory authority, the court holds that the ATF has acted in excess of its statutory jurisdiction by promulgating it. O'Connor granted the plaintiff's motion for summary judgment and denied the ATF's motion for injunction. He also vacated the final rule. And it's not over yet. Firearms Policy Coalition has sworn to keep bringing cases against the ATF to put a stop to all of this. Here's hoping for their continued success. If you're looking for a way to support this channel, but you don't have any spare cash and you can't stand ads, you can do so by generating your own cryptocurrency. Use the links at the bottom of the description to follow the link to odyssey.com to listen to the podcast and see all of my YouTube videos as well. Just watching videos will produce cryptocurrency for the creator and yourself. And since Odyssey is always monetized and never censored, you'll have no problem seeing all the videos from your favorite creators. You can also use the library credits you created Odyssey to tip creators and even purchase paid content. Earn library credits through various rewards, including daily view rewards and the number of shares and invites. And you can interact with creators in all sorts of ways, including like and dislike, comment, boost a post by supporting it, repost it, and share to other sites, all while earning crypto for the creator. Easily monetize yourself and your favorite creators using cryptocurrency without advertising. Use the link below to visit this channel on odyssey.com and see many of your other favorites there as well. More good news! A different judge has blocked U.S. officials from engaging in censorship of social media posts. Or, as the Washington Post put it, quote, 
The Trump-appointed judge's move could upend years of efforts to enhance coordination between the government and social media companies. Yeah, they're not supposed to coordinate with social media companies. There's this little thing called the First Amendment getting in the way. Yes, the news media is just agog at the thought that the government might not be able to engage in blatant censorship anymore, including the outlet that has as its slogan, Democracy Dies in Darkness. You also have people like MSNBC's Ryan J. Riley who tweeted, It's not as though the FBI has been going in and saying, Hey, take down this post. Yes, Riley, that's exactly what they were doing! Did you not read the Twitter files? The attorneys general of Louisiana and Missouri bought suit against them, citing the massive evidence of collusion between the government and social media companies like Meta and Twitter to silence opinions they don't like. Or, as WAPO put it, quote, For more than a decade, the government has attempted to work with social media companies to address criminal activity, including child sexual abuse images and terrorism. Yeah, which of those is the Hunter Biden laptop? Of course, they keep citing the Russian actors sowing disinformation leading up to the 2016 election. Never mind that we know from the Twitter files that, with one or two exceptions that basically amount to RT, none of them were Russian actors and most of them were American citizens. It also includes the massive censorship we've seen throughout COVID, including criticism of government lockdowns and mask mandates. It's embarrassing that WAPO would just ignore all of that, given that it's all there in detail in the ruling. And the long list of defendants include Biden, his press secretary, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, HHS, NIAID, the CDC, DHS, SISA, the Department of Commerce, and many, many others. Plaintiffs include Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, and long-term listeners will recognize that name as one of the authors of the Barrington Declaration, which was also censored from social media and which also had nothing to do with child abuse or terrorism. Evelyn Dweck, assistant professor at Stanford Law School, said, quote, The injunction is strikingly broad and clearly intended to chill any kind of contact between government actors and social media platforms. Good! It needs to! The amazing decision, which includes a lot of great quotes from our founding fathers, concludes, quote, The plaintiffs have presented substantial evidence and support for their claims that they were the victims of a far-reaching and widespread censorship campaign. This court finds that they are likely to succeed on the merits of their First Amendment free speech claim against the defendants. Therefore, a preliminary injunction should issue immediately against the defendants as set out herein. Despite WAPO's screeching, he did allow a lot of exceptions for things such as child abuse and national security. In fact, there's quite a lot of them, including criminal conspiracies, voter suppression, cyber attacks, and so on. Of course, a lot of those were used as excuses for the censorship they were engaging in, including the aforementioned Russian agent crap when the posts were by American citizens with no ties to Russia whatsoever. They used exactly that to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story, saying it was foreign agents engaging in election interference when it was really suppression of a legitimate news story that polls later said would have affected the outcome of the election if voters had been told the truth. Also, don't expect things to change anytime soon. 
The Biden administration has filed a notice of appeal, and while the appeal is ongoing, they get to keep doing what they do. Still, it's a pretty amazing step forward. As we've covered in the past, there are several Supreme Court precedents saying the government cannot collude with private parties to engage in behavior that would be unconstitutional for government to do on their own. So, corrupt judges notwithstanding, we'll see a lot more of this. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age, so go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world, and they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. And it looks like we've just seen the beginning of the screeching about AI. If you thought the big content companies and hack artists whining about their content being scraped from the public web was bad enough, check this out. Several book authors have brought a class-action suit against OpenAI, the company behind ChatGPT, not only because they scraped their books when training the models, they did so using pirated copies. Just to recap what we've covered before, Generative AI doesn't suck up copyrighted content and spit it back out on command. It looks at the content to learn how the world works, how the language works, how words are used and understood, and so on, to learn how to form its own sentences in response to your queries. Copyright owners have no claim if their content is used to make a work that's sufficiently transformative. Well, how much more transformative can you get? It starts with the same old, same old. ChatGPT was trained in part on their copyrighted works without permission. Their offer of proof is that ChatGPT can give a summary of their writing. Quote, Indeed, when ChatGPT is prompted, ChatGPT generates summaries of plaintiff's copyrighted works, something only possible if ChatGPT was trained on plaintiff's copyrighted works. Unless, you know, it found a book review or read the Amazon reviews or something. But although OpenAI hasn't released details about the datasets used to train the model, plaintiffs are alleging that it could only have been from pirate websites. Quote, OpenAI disclosed that 15% of the enormous GPT-3 training dataset came from two internet-based books corpora that OpenAI simply called Books 1 and Books 2. Based on numbers given in OpenAI's paper about GPT-3, Books 1 is apparently about 9 times larger, Books 2 is about 42 times larger. Since Book Corpus contained about 7,000 titles, this suggests Books 1 would contain about 63,000 titles, Books 2 would contain about 294,000 titles. 
the only internet-based books corpora that have ever offered that much material are notorious shadow library websites like Library Genesis, a.k.a. Libgen, Z Library, a.k.a. Bach, Sci-Hub, and Bibliotech. The books aggregated by these websites have also been available in bulk via torrent systems. Although they acknowledge that Project Gutenberg has about 60,000 titles, and therefore could be books one, I couldn't find any mention of archive.org, which would have a lot more titles due to it being a lending library as well. It's one of the largest, if not the largest, book digitization efforts in the world. I couldn't find anything about how many book titles it had, but according to Wikipedia, it has more than 36 million print materials. Although 294,000 book titles sounds like a lot, just for a sense of proportion, according to Wikipedia, about that many books are published in the United States every year, not including those published in the UK and other English-speaking countries. Looking around elsewhere on the internet, I saw statistics for the number of English-language books published every year as being anywhere between 500,000 and 4 million. So whatever Corpus Books 2 is, it's a tiny fraction of all the English books that have ever been published. It's also unknown if these are all published books or if they cover fan fiction, self-published books, journals, manuals, and so on. And yes, they're accusing them of direct copyright infringement. Quote, Plaintiffs never authorized OpenAI to make copies of their books, make derivative works, publicly display copies or derivative works, or distribute copies or derivative works. All those rights belong exclusively to plaintiffs under copyright law. Yeah, well, they didn't do any of those things. Your books are not in the ChatGPT models, and I hope the court makes you try and prove that they are. They even make the claim that, quote, Every output from the OpenAI language models is an infringing derivative work synthesized entirely from expressive information found in the training data. Every one. And it's derivative, not transformative. Unbelievable. The burden of proof is on them. Of course, if it goes forward, they will enjoy discovery, which would mean that OpenAPI may have to disclose some of their training data. That will be interesting. But even at its utmost worst, they scraped publicly available data to make a transformative work. Copyright doesn't enter the picture anywhere. ChatGPT is absolutely a transformative use of copyrighted works that doesn't in any way compete with the original content. Hopefully, a judge sees that and stops this case before it can begin. But then, it looks like we can also expect a lot more bogus cases like this. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttletwins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain or regulations passed in the name of safety and fundamental concepts of liberty. 
And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. And now it's time to winterize this week's biggest bogan emitter. So we know Joe Biden's a liar. We especially know he's a liar when it comes to guns. But how bad is it when even CNN's fact-checkers call him out on it? In fact, fact-checker Daniel Dale, who repeatedly fact-checked Donald Trump, said that in June, Biden had made false claims about a variety of issues, although his article focuses on guns. Quote, He made at least five false claims related to guns, a subject on which he has repeatedly been inaccurate during his presidency. He also made a false claim about the extent of his support from environmental groups and used incorrect figures about the population of Africa, his own travel history, and how much renewable energy Texas uses. The first false claim involves red flag laws, which he linked to his late son, Beau, saying he was the first one to enforce them as Delaware Attorney General. Quote, Biden's claim is false. Delaware did not have a red flag law when Bo Biden was state attorney general from 2007 to 2015. The legislation that created Delaware's red flag program was named the Bo Biden Gun Violence Prevention Act, but it was passed in 2018, three years after Bo Biden died of brain cancer. Also, Delaware wasn't the first. That was Connecticut in 1999. We've heard a lot lately about the pistol brace, a tool for people with disabilities who would otherwise have trouble firing a pistol. You just have to hear this one. Made it harder for people to buy stabilized braces. Put a pistol on a brace, it turns into a gun. Makes it more, you can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. It's essentially turning into a short barrel rifle. Someone alert Jill, he's off his meds. Quote, Biden's claims that a stabilizing brace turns a pistol into a gun and increases the caliber of a gun or bullet are false. A pistol is obviously already a gun, and a pistol brace does not have any effect on the caliber of ammunition that a gun fires or anything about the basic functioning of the gun itself. Biden's assertion that the addition of a stabilizing brace can essentially turn a pistol into a short-barreled rifle is subjective. It's the same argument his administration's ATF has made in support of its attempts to subject the braces to new controls. In his 2022 State of the Union and at other times, including recently in June, Biden claimed that the only industry in America you can't sue is the gun manufacturers. Quote, Biden's claim is false, as CNN and other fact-checkers have previously noted. Gun manufacturers are not entirely exempt from being sued, nor are they the only industry with some liability protections. Notably, there are significant liability protections for vaccine manufacturers and, at present, for people and entities involved in making, distributing, or administering COVID-19 countermeasures such as vaccines, tests, and treatments. What Biden wants to do is what English common law has rejected for centuries, suing or prosecuting the maker of a product for something their customers did. You don't sue Ford because someone drove an F-150 into a crowd of people, so you shouldn't be able to sue gun manufacturers because someone did something terrible with one. 
It's the horrible abuse of the justice system by gun control proponents that necessitated putting it into law. Quote, However, gun manufacturers can still be held liable for, and thus sued for, a range of things, including negligence, breach of contract regarding the purchase of a gun, or certain damages from defects in the design of a gun. He also claimed the NRA cannot be sued, quote, and the fact that the NRA has such overwhelming power, you know, the NRA is the only outfit in the nation that we cannot sue as an institution. They got, they, before this, I became president, they passed legislation saying you can't sue them. Imagine had that been the case with tobacco companies. And it's just so stupidly false, I can't even fathom where he got that idea. Dale writes, Biden's claim is false. While gun manufacturers have liability protections, no law has ever passed to forbid lawsuits against the NRA. The NRA has faced a variety of lawsuits in recent years. At the same fundraiser, Biden said, quote, And guess what? The Second Amendment doesn't say that you can own any weapon you want. It says there are certain weapons that you just can't own. You can't own a machine gun. Dale writes, Biden's claim is false. The Second Amendment does not explicitly say people cannot own certain weapons, and the courts have not interpreted it to forbid machine guns. There were more than 700,000 legally registered machine guns in the U.S. as of May 2021, according to official federal data. And he even mentioned the so-called boyfriend loophole. Quote, Biden's categorical claim that such offenders now cannot buy a firearm, period, is an exaggeration, though Biden did sign a law in 2022 that made significant progress in closing the boyfriend loophole. That 2022 law added dating partners to the list of misdemeanor domestic violence offenders who were generally prohibited from gun purchases, but in a concession demanded by Republicans, the law says these offenders can buy a gun five years after their first conviction or completion of their sentence, whichever comes later, if they do not reoffend in the interim. Moving away from guns, Biden claimed that he was endorsed by every single environmental organization. Quote, the four groups that endorsed Biden together in mid-June were the Sierra Club, Next Gen PAC, and the campaign arms of the League of Conservation Voters and the Natural Resources Defense Council. That is not a complete list of every single environmental group in the country. For example, the Environmental Defense Fund, the Nature Conservancy, the National Audubon Society, Earth Justice, and Greenpeace, in addition to some lesser-known groups, have not issued presidential endorsements to date. He claimed that Africa will soon have one billion people. Quote, This is false. Africa's population exceeded one billion in 2009, according to UN figures. It is now more than 1.4 billion. Sub-Saharan Africa alone has a population of more than 1.1 billion. He claimed that 70% of Texas's power comes from solar and wind. Quote, Biden's 70% figure is not close to correct. The Federal Energy Information Administration projected late last year that Texas would meet 37% of its electricity demand in 2023 with wind and solar power, up from 30% in 2022. He claimed he made more than 30 visits to Iraq and Afghanistan. Dale said that this is, quote, the latest in a long-running series of exaggerations about his visits to the two countries. His presidential campaign said in 2019 that he made 21 visits to these countries, but he has since continued to put the figure in the 30s. And he has not 
visited either country as president. He claimed to have traveled 17,000 miles with Chinese leader Xi Jinping, one-on-one. Quote, Biden has not traveled anywhere close to 17,000 miles with Xi, although they have indeed spent lots of time together. This is one of Biden's most common false claims as president, a figure he has repeated over and over in speeches, despite numerous fact checks. Other than MSNBC, it's hard to imagine an outlet friendlier to Biden than CNN. So when even they say he's telling some big whoppers, it's really bad. So all of that makes Joe Biden this week's biggest bogan emitter. I want to tell you about the eyeglasses I've been wearing for years. As people can see on my videos, I have a very strong prescription, which makes glasses more expensive, especially when I need computer glasses, reading glasses, prescription sunglasses, and most expensively, progressive lenses for general everyday wear. To save money while still getting quality glasses, I get them from Fermu. In fact, I just got a pair of progressives with high-index aspherical lenses and a nice pair of frames my wife loves for just over $100. It would have been $500 to get them through my eye doctor. Not only do they look good, the glasses are durable. I've worn many pairs for several years without problems. All orders come with a 30-day return policy, a 3-month warranty, and one-on-one customer service. Go to Firmu, that's F-I-R-M-O-O dot Bogosity dot TV, anytime you need quality glasses at a low price. Once again, that's Firmu dot Bogosity dot TV. And now let's backdate this week's... Idiot And this week it goes to the FTC, whose case against Amazon has got to be one of the weakest they've filed. And that's saying a lot. Their complaint against Amazon calls Prime, their subscription service where users can get everything from free shipping to streaming video, a scam. They said, quote, Amazon has knowingly duped millions of customers into unknowingly enrolling in Amazon Prime. Amazon also knowingly complicated the cancellation process for Prime subscribers who sought to end their membership. They're claiming that people got tricked into signing up for Amazon Prime when, according to their own screenshots, it was clear as day what the users were doing. And the complicated cancellation process takes just six Clicks. It takes longer to submit a public comment on the FTC's website. This also doesn't seem to square with the extremely high customer favorability ratings it routinely gets in polls. Multiple polls actually show more favorable opinions of Amazon than of police, the FBI, the CDC, the Supreme Court, Black Lives Matter, the EU, Google, Facebook, and Twitter. The FTC wrote, During Amazon's online checkout process, customers were faced with numerous opportunities to subscribe to Amazon Prime at $14.99 a month. In many cases, the option to purchase items on Amazon without subscribing to Prime was more difficult for customers to locate. In some cases, the button presented to consumers to complete their transaction did not clearly state that in choosing that option, they were also agreeing to join Prime for a recurring subscription. 
But again, their own screenshots say otherwise. Scroll to the bottom of the complaint and see for yourself. The big yellow button says it'll subscribe you to Prime with the words, no thanks, directly underneath in the same size type. In other words, just like every other free trial offer on the internet. Oddly enough, they even show how easy it is to get information on how to cancel from Alexa. And there are just weird complaints like, quote, If a customer clicks the orange button, Amazon enrolls the customer in a Prime free trial. The blue link, which declines the Prime membership if clicked, includes language that the customer will not receive free shipping. Right! That's the whole idea! A Prime membership gets you free shipping! What's the problem here? It's not a misleading claim! They also say that Amazon, quote, does not adequately disclose the price of the monthly auto-renewal feature of Prime. But it does! Again, according to their own screenshots! $14.99 a month! It says so directly underneath! Granted, it's in smaller type, but not that much smaller! It's hardly fine print! And there's always the option to chat immediately with an agent who'll help you cancel! They don't even mention that! Oh, by the way, when you cancel your membership, you can get a refund of one automatic monthly charge. If you did sign up and didn't realize it, you could get your $14.99 back. And that would be after a whole month had passed. You get the first month free. Granted, a lot of this has been redacted. Entire pages, in fact, although why is anyone's guess. And a lot of the exhibits are under seal. But the counts aren't and we can see enough of the exhibits to see that the information about what the user is doing is clear at each step of the way. They're signing up for a Prime free trial, after which they'll be charged $14.99 a month. It's obvious AF that you're signing up for Prime. There are plenty of ways to cancel, and you can even get a one-month refund. What is there to complain about? Other than Amazon is a company that FTC Chair Lena Khan personally hates and has been searching for excuses to go after. So all of that makes the FTC this week's... Idiot Well, that wraps up this What Are You Doing, You Neo-Nazi Nitwit? edition of the Bogosity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to donate.bogosity.tv for several ways to support and discord.bogosity.tv to join the discussion. Subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar and you can listen early and ad-free. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from Frank Herbert. Bureaucracy destroys initiative. There is little that bureaucrats hate more than innovation, especially innovation that produces better results than the old routines. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, not commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international license. Bogosity. <laughs>